and we're talking. Hey. Hey. How do you compliment brown eyes? How? I don't know. Like, if, if you're, like, to, like, you know, you compliment someone with, like, blue eyes or, like, green eyes. You know, they're so pretty. You know, they're like the ocean or, you know, they're like emeralds. Well, how do you compliment brown eyes? You say... Like, chocolate, maybe? Nah, because that makes me think you'd want to lick my eyeball, and I'm ew, not into ew. that. See, I don't know. It sucks to have brown eyes, because there's a story with this, I promise. Okay. So, so I was talking to someone who has green eyes, uh-huh. and, like, they're really pretty. So, I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, your eyes, they're so pretty. Like, you know, they're uh-huh. pretty green eyes. Uh-huh. And I have brown eyes and brown hair. And he was like, oh, yeah, I really like your eyes, too, because they match your hair. <laughs> Like, Which then Holly thanks. followed up with, thanks, you have hair too. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, that sounds like a fake compliment, but okay. <laughs> it really sounds like he was stretching there. Right. But I have a, a similar story. So when I was a teenager, which, you know, for you all who know me, you know, it was like two or three years ago. Yeah, that's it. Um, I had some friends and we were all looking in the mirror trying to get ready to go somewhere and one of them was like I just love my eyes they're the color of fresh cut grass and the other one hers were like I don't remember what she said and I also have brown eyes and I was looking in the mirror and went mine are the color of muddy water oh no (laughs) that's not fair because brown eyes are pretty too in their own way I just don't know how to Describe them romantically. So I was about to be like, your eyes are so dark and soulless. Wait, that's not a good thing. That's not where we're <laughs> Wow, <going>. thanks. <laughs> not bottomless? They're rich, Depth. like... They're deep? Dark chocolate? They're rich? <laughs> I don't know. See, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know, because like, I think my eyes are pretty, but like... Or like your eyes? Like, brown eyes are pretty, but they they're, are, just, they're different. I like There's them no because way. they're so dark. They're incomparable. Right. You can't compare them to anything because they're just right. so unique and perfect. Your eyes are like the night sky, and when the light shines off of them, it's like the stars. Aww. There you go. I like that. I love you, boo. I love you, too. Hi, guys. Hey. It's Paige. In Hollywood. And you are here tuned in for our super spooky Halloween episode. Yay! Yay! Ooh. Of Booklet Podcast. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Insert spooky music. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the spooky music. Spooky music. <laughs> now we're Dracula. <laughs> you know, it works. Um, so we are going to do things a little bit differently tonight. So, we're going to, I guess we'll see how this goes. I'm going to start off with, um... So, we both have uh, a handful of short stories that we're going to tell to each other. Yes, and these are totally paraphrasing the stories like we typically do. We're not going to be reading them word for word, so please don't come at us with, well, that's not exactly how the story goes. Yes, we know. Yes. Um, So, basically what we always do, but shorter. Yeah, and back and forth to each other right. and to you all. Right. And Holly, like a good organized student, has all of her notes. And um, me, like the terrible student I was, I kind of half-assed some notes and then said, fuck it. 
Well, I mean, it makes sense because I always make the notes anyway. So she does. it was it was no different for me to make more, but there's a reason you never she make always notes. makes the notes. That is true. Because I half ass it and say fuck it. <laughs> I'm slightly more organized. Maybe not by much. My brain just so if I try to take notes, I'm gonna rewrite the book and then our four hour podcast will be a twelve hour podcast. Oh God. <laughs> it will be a dramatic reading by Paige and Holly. Basically. And that's a scary thought. <laughs> but if I don't take notes, then you and I will just, like, end up talking about, like, I don't know, random things that have <laughs> nothing to do with the story, which we already do. I'll say we already but do But then that. we would forget what we were even talking about to begin with. No, this is true. This is true. It, that would be a mess. So, yeah, this is going to be interesting. Um, before I forget... I attempted to stay on theme and on brand and make a a special spooky Halloween drink. And guys, <laughs> she tried. It sucks. <laughs> I th- hey, no, this is like the first drink you made that sucks. I know, and so I'm very that's disappointed. like a really good record, though. It kind of has like, oh, dude, look where it's melting. It's like blue now. I'm, like, tasting grape all of a sudden, but I didn't taste that earlier. That's the blue raspberry from the pop Why box. am I just now tasting that? Because they're dissolved, Oh, because it finally. dissolved. Oh, maybe that'll improve it. So, I made a concoction. It doesn't improve it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, you, if you really want to know, and maybe you can build upon it and give me some suggestions on what to try next time, I used some razzmatazz and some... Um, pink lemonade vodka and some I used sweet and sour I think it would have worked a lot better if I had just used lemonade um and I used a little bit of chambord which is a dark berry liquor and I mixed that all up and then I poured it over blue razzle pop rocks and it didn't pop the rocks like I thought it would it kind of like snap crackled and popped and talked to us which was cool she was gonna like she didn't tell me what it was gonna be at first and she's like okay I'm gonna do this and it's gonna be a surprise so like she didn't tell me there was pop rocks and then she's like all right watch this and she was gonna be all dramatic with it and like she poured the drink into the glass and like nothing happened and she was like oh and then it kind of sounded like the glass was about to bust all over the place which was scary because this was gonna be really sticky um, so yeah, kind of sucks. Yeah, it doesn't taste that great. But it's... It will get you fucked up? Yeah, we'll see. Well, if you can choke down enough if of it. If you could choke it, yeah. It's kind of like weird cough syrup. It, it's too much of a candy taste for me. Like, yeah. it's like, it's sweet and sour at the same time, and I'm, but like in a candy way, and I'm just not feeling it. Yeah. Not what, it's not hitting good tonight. No, it's not. So. So, but that's what's spooky. <laughs> Ooh, a drink that we don't like. Ooh. Ooh, oh, no. Oh, oh, no. no. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> Sober Holly and Paige. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> the true nightmare. <laughs> yeah. And, um, we can't really talk about whether we like the book or not, because... <laughs> Neither of us really know what book we did. Like, we both did different... Well, I did do one book that was... I picked stories out of one book, so I guess Mm -hmm. I could say that. It's The 100 Wicked Little Witch Stories. Um, It's a 
Barnes and Noble book. I don't know how to say these last names, so I'm sorry about that. I'm... The last one is Greenberg. Okay, one of them is Greenberg. The middle one is Weinberg. <laughs> Shh, that's not nice. Don't laugh at his name. No, it's because I'm looking at now it and I see Wienerberg. Wienerberg. <laughs> that's, you're wrong for that. I know. <laughs> I don't know. D-Z-I-E-M-I-A-N-O-W-I-C-Z. Yeah, that's... That's a lot of letters. Yeah, and not any that I am accustomed to. In that Being order. right next to each other, yeah. Yeah, how do you pronounce D-Z? I... I don't know, but it's that's the book that I chose, and okay. so it's a hundred wicked little witch stories. So I chose of those hundred three. <laughs> so. Good for you. So we're gonna let Holly start because, guys, I'm just gonna take a moment to be real with you all. Um, I know we've talked some about some of my mental health issues, and I've been having a really rough two weeks, like. I don't know what it is. I know I moved and things are changing at work and I'm, I think I've taken on too many projects but I really don't know which one to put down because I'm enjoying the creative side of the projects that I've taken on but your girl's tired. You just like, have a lot going on right now. It's a lot of excitement. I do and, and I'm it, in a reading slump. Right and it's not like bad things like it's all very great things that are happening. Oh yeah like it's like everything is moving up and getting better but it's taken a minute for my brain to react well to it I guess. I yeah. don't know. So, Overwhelming right a but little in bit, a good way. Yeah yeah a little like it's just it's been rough but yeah I'm doing a little bit better. Um I need to get back on the reading thing. I, I've stepped back away from that, but I'm actually having a day off a week to myself. <clears throat> so hopefully that will be helping. Because guys, working seven days a week is for the birds. It's for the crows. <laughs> it's for the crows. Caw. <laughs> Caw. <laughs> um, actually, caca is not a. Is that a crow? Caca, caca. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. That's what they say. I was thinking it was a seagull. <laughs> no, they were like, ah! <laughs> Screech! <laughs> they scream. Yeah. I have a seagull story. Okay, tell me Is the that too story. far off the mark? Okay. So, so one time my, my older sister, she came visit and, uh, no, yeah, she came here and we live on the beach. So we're at the beach and she's a mom. She has two little kids and they're both, uh, rambunctious. Mm-hmm. So she has to fuss at them a lot. So mm-hmm. she's always using her mom fuss voice, you know, like she's always like shaking her finger, you know. <laughs> so so we're on the beach and she's just relaxing, you know, and enjoying the sun. And like these seagulls come by and like one of them gets up to her and it's like screaming at her, like asking for food, I guess. Mm-hmm. And she got so fed up with it. She looked at it, pointed her finger at it and said, if you're going to stay here, you're going to be quiet. <laughs> and the best part is. It shut up and then flew away. <laughs> and I just bust out laughing. I was like, do you realize you just mom voiced that bird and it listened to you? And she's like, I didn't even notice I did that. <laughs> it came so natural to her. Okay, so that reminds me of another story from my, again, teenhood because it's so recent. And I was helping a neighbor take care of their... Um, 
animals, but they lived, I don't know that you could really call it a farm, but they had horses and they had steer that they were raising to freezer train later. And um, I am a tiny person, especially as a teenager. I was a tiny little person. And these steers are big. Yeah. Like big cows, horns and everything. Yeah. I had to feed them. In order to feed them, I had to carry a 50-pound bag of food. That took, like, one whole hand. I wasn't just, like, carrying it like a bag of flour, right? Right. So I'm having to go in there. These big old animals are scaring me. And the only way that I know of to keep them away from me is to, like, stare them dead in the eye because they're they're prey animals. They don't like that head-on confrontation. So I was standing there with a bag of feet on my hip, the other one pointing at them, which made me, why your story made me think that. And I was just, you better stay away from me. You're not getting any of this food if you don't let me over there. The sassy. Yes. Finger wave. Yes. And I was pointing all up in their direction because I wasn't getting close enough to do it to the face. I am a firm believer in the sassy finger wave. It totally works. On all kinds of animals. It will assert dominance. No matter no matter what the situation, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, you, are you ready to start? Yeah. Do we have any so, more? Uh, do we get all our little giggles out for now? Probably not. No. <laughs> well, I'm gonna start. My first story is a shorter one, but I'm gonna tell it because I actually really loved it. Um, so, first of all, help me. How how are we gonna pronounce this name? Is it like surreal? I don't just like that scene. But then that sounds like, you know, like, oh, it's surreal. <laughs> the stupid part of my brain wants to be like, it's cereal. C E R I L E. Surreal? Surreal. Surreal sounds good. Surreal? Okay. So the story is called Surreal and the Journeyer, and it's by Adam Troy Castro. So, a journeyer, he spends his entire life, uh, he's searching for this all-powerful witch named Sorile. Okay, so he spent his whole life looking for her. So, at this point, he's an old man, but he's still looking, and he finds this map that's going to lead him to her. And it takes him halfway across the world through dangerous terrain, like scorching deserts and forests, like, thick with, like, thorns and darkness and, uh, and steep and freezing mountains, like crazy, crazy, scary terrain. But he goes through all of it, every single one of them. Like, he, he nearly dies through every crazy step of the way. Right. <laughs> but he goes through it because he's determined to find this witch. So he gets to the end of it all, and he comes to this pond. And on the other side of the pond, there was this old woman standing there. And that was Sorrel? Is that what we said? Yes. Okay, that was her, the witch. And he says to her um, that he has a wish to ask her. Um, but she tells him to forget about the wish and just meet her in the pond. So they Ooh. both... I uh, know. So, so they both get in the pond. And when they get in, they are both turned um, young again. Like, they're like suddenly like young and vibrant. And they get to the middle of the pond, and she embraces him and says that she's been waiting for him for a very, very long time. Okay. So then uh, they fall in love, 
And, yeah, and they live together peacefully and happily in this little cottage home in this valley next to the pond. I was saying, did they get out of the pond? Well, they eventually got out of the pond. Oh, okay, okay. But they, like, he ended up, you know, they just fell in love. Mm -hmm. And they were just living this very, I imagine, this very tranquil life together and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, this, like, almost Eden kind of area. And, um, so the man had everything he could ever ask for with her. Um, but his pride was wounded because he wanted, he went through all that, uh, that whole journey, but never got to make his wish. So after a year and a day, he tells her that he wants to make his wish. And she, she's, for the first time, that whole time he was with her, she starts to act like she's worried. And she's like, I don't understand. You know, I gave you, uh, everything you could ever want anything you know anyone could ever want why would you want to make a wish you already have everything I gave you everything and um, he says uh, but the wish is the only thing that he's truly earned and if he doesn't get it then he'll feel like his whole journey was all for nothing so she's like okay and so he wishes for the one thing that he lost when he arrived a purpose he needs a reason to deserve everything that she gives him so she granted his wish and sobbed, knowing that she the next time that she would see him was a whole lifetime away. Uh, she swore that someday she would make him so happy that he would never wish to leave again. But until then, a traveler spent his whole life looking for the witch. He was old, and he found a map to her. Oh my goodness. I know. It's like the never-ending story. It just keeps going and going and going around So they the just keep living the same story Aww. over and over again. And she tries to give him everything, but he feels like he doesn't deserve everything. Like, he Aww. loves her so much, he feels like he doesn't deserve her. So he feels like he needs to earn her. But then she loves him enough to give him all that freely and more. And it's... Isn't Aww. that cute? I just love that story. Well, it definitely wasn't super spooky, but you want to know... No, but it was... I liked it. In true booklet fashion, when he said he wanted to deserve all the things that she was giving him, you know what my brain said? What? That dick better be good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> oh, my God. Ooh, nice. <clears throat> well. Yay. Thank you, Holly. That was lovely for sharing. Uh, wait. For sharing. <laughs> That was lovely for Sherry. For Sherry. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't super funny, but it was cute and I loved it. You mean super, well, it's or creepy, super creepy. Creepy or funny. Yeah. It was just romantic and like, damn. It was. Yeah. A little fucked up in this. Not creepy. I know. Well, okay, so for my first one, I went back to what I like. So I'm not a big horror story fan I'm not cool with that I don't like to be scared but I went back to my favorite creepy author and who is Edgar Allan Poe yes yes Poho yes I am a Poho you have a cup that says that right no it says it it says Poe me a cup and it has his face (laughs) I also somewhere in my mess that I can't find because I've been moving I have a pair of socks that have a bunch of tiny little Edgar Allan Poe faces and they're polka dots (laughs) that is so cute yes I am a huge Poe fan and so I decided to 
retell you all one of my favorite, which is, stories. Uh, it is The Telltale Heart. Yes, that's one of my favorites too. Yay! I'm so excited. Part of me was like, ooh, I hope she like has never read Poe and maybe she won't know this and it'll be weird. But maybe you guys haven't read this or maybe you're like us and you love Poe and it's one of your favorites. Let us know. Yes, I'm excited to hear it again because it is just that good. So I am going to tell it kind of as if I'm the one that the story is written about. Okay. So there are no names given and I'm just going to tell you what happens. Yeah, do it. That sounds badass. Okay, so it starts off with the um, narrator of the story saying, you think I'm mad. Not mad. Nope. That's not what he says. This is why I don't do notes because I don't write them clear enough that I actually know what I'm talking about, but then I put too much stuff in the notes. Let me try that again. He says, you think I am mad. But I am not mad. Oh. I don't know why I but went with that know, voice. But I I continue. I don't know. I don't know. And that's not the same voice. <laughs> the accents, guys, they're really scary. <laughs> Ooh, creepy. Um, serious now. Uh, you think I am mad, but I'm not mad. My senses have been heightened. So heightened that I can hear more. I can see more. I can taste more. And I, an idea had formed, and once formed, it can't be forgotten. It grows and grows. The idea was not that the man himself was a problem. I love the old man, but the man's eye, it's a vulture eye, pale blue with a white film. That eye creeped me out. I didn't like it. Oh no. So the idea that grew, that took hold, that would not let me have a moment's peace, it consumed my every hour. I'm being real dramatic, guys. This is I like fun. it. It's like a poetry slam. It's kind of fun. Keep going. <laughs> I'm into this. <laughs> so that idea that would not let me be, that eye, the pale blue, creepy, white-filmed, dead eye, had to die. So that night, at midnight, I crept into the old man's room, slowly opening the door so that it wouldn't creak, wouldn't let a shaft of light in, nothing. I opened that door and I just stared at the man and watched that eye. But the man was sleeping and I couldn't kill the man. I was trying to get rid of his eye. So I left. Every night for the next seven nights, I would slowly open that door, push it open, and then watch for that eye. On the eighth night, I got up my courage and I started to open the lantern just enough so that there was a little bit of light and I shined it on that eye and the eye opened and it was pale and staring at me. But I stood so still, didn't move. I barely breathed. I was so still, but that man, he just kept watching me, but he couldn't see me because it was dark. 
So I waited and waited. And finally, I heard the softest groan, not like a painful groan or like a comfortable groan. It was like he was terrified. He could tell someone was there and he didn't, he couldn't see what it was. So I crept in and I flipped the bed over with him on it. And I killed the man. So it's in the middle of the night, right? It's like three o'clock in the morning. I'm cleaning up the, the mess that I made. I cut off his arms and his legs and I get rid of those. And then I bury his heart under the floorboards in his room. While I was standing there waiting for him to go back to sleep, I could hear his heart beating. And as I'm getting rid of all of the evidence, I could still hear it in my head. So then, right about sunrise, there's a knock on the door. And I go down and open it, and there are two police officers. You two police officers are standing here, that are sitting here talking to me, were at my door. And you said that there had been a scream, and that a neighbor heard, and that they came to, they called us to see what was going on. And so here we are. And so I told you, the old man is out in the country. He's trying to get better. It was good for his health to be out in the clean air. I had a bad dream. I screamed. Everything's fine. Prove it to you. I let you walk through my house. I showed you all of the rooms, including the old man's room. I even took out chairs and set them around his room so that we could talk. Put my chair on top of his heart. That's how confident I was. And as we were talking, just about random stuff, I could hear it. And I started talking faster and faster, hoping that you couldn't hear it also, because it kept getting louder. And I thought, there's no way that they can't hear this. It's so loud. I can hear it. I can almost feel it. It's so loud. Until finally, I just jump up and scream, I did it. I killed the man. And his heart, it's right here. And now I am in prison and I'm not mad. I promise I am not mad. But my senses have been heightened to the point that I can still hear the dead man's heart. And she bows. <laughs> that was really fucking good. Oh my Yay! god. I was like, ooh, creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I am Damn. not the greatest storyteller. Um, especially not spooky sta- stories. But that was good. Yay! <laughs> now I'm embarrassed. Mine was not nearly that good. <laughs> That's okay. My other ones won't be either. That's just one of my favorites. So. so You didn't have any notes or anything. You just said all that from memory. That's why I can't take notes because I was, I got a little awkward there for a minute and it's because I was trying to read my notes and I get weird and I can't do that and I just got to oh, spit man. it out. And that, that, was, that was great. That was great. <laughs> good job. 
Thank you. Yay. I owe it all to Poe. Po he is the, oh the master. I am just the retailer of his story. Took on the role of his great character. Yes. Felt a little mad there. Not mad. My senses were heightened. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> that is too good. Like, I don't know how to follow up with that. Damn. Yay. Oh man. I mean, I have two more. Well, go ahead with one. Go ahead with your bad self. Okay, pick either dolls or, oh. um, oh my goodness. What was the other? Oh, Scarecrow. Doll oh. or Scarecrow? Oh, well, let's go with st- Scarecrows because I'm already terrified of dolls. I'm terrified of dolls, too, but. They're creepy, and I don't like them. They are creepy. Yeah. Okay, so Scarecrow it is. Okay, so this one is called Witches in the Cornfield by Carl Jacoby. Okay. So there's these two kids, right? Mm -hmm. Their names are Jimmy and Stella. They're brother and sister. Okay, so they live with their parents on this farm. And in their farm, they have a cornfield, and they have a scarecrow. And his name is Mr. Maudsley. Maudsley, you think? M-A-U-D-S-L-E-Y? Yep, Maudsley. Mr. Maudsley, okay. And it faces the neighbor's scarecrow across the street. There's Mm -hmm. another cornfield and they have a scarecrow and they're facing each other mm-hmm. and that scarecrow is named mr trask so one night jimmy is looking out of the window and he swears that he sees mr trask get up off his like pole and get up on top of the corn and start dancing a jig <laughs> <laughs> and he's like whoa okay so the next morning he tells stella about it he's like um i saw mr trask dancing last night and she's like no you didn't and he's like yes i did and (laughs) and 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 their dad is like what are y'all arguing about and he's like uh they're like who are you talking about and they're like the scarecrows mr maudsley and mr trask and he's like why are they named that and he's like that's just the kids are like well that's just their names and he's like, okay, whatever. Um, I need to get this uh, fence fixed today, and you two are going to come help me fix it real quick. So they go out to the fence at the edge of their um, property, and they're working on it, and the neighbor uh, happens to be outside too. And he's like, oh, you know, hey. You know, they start, you know, small talking or whatever, and he's like, and the neighbor uh, happens to mention that a long time ago, a man named Mr. Maudsley owned their farm that they live on now and across the street um and the then the neighbors the next farm over that uh, mr trask lived um at that farm and he was from new orleans he had moved to that farm from new orleans and mr trask and mr maudsley hated each other and like like, they would, I guess, because they both grew corn or something, so they were like, my corn's bitter. No, my corn's bitter. Yeah. <laughs> my corn has a bigger dick. Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> my husk is bigger than yours. <laughs> oh, my God. My silks are so long and golden. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. So... Um, they would argue so much and it escalated so bad that, um, one day Mr. Trask was so angry that he let his cows loose to trample Mr. Maudsley's corn. 
and Mr. Maudsley went over to Trask with his shotgun, and he was going to go and, like, shoot, shoot mm-hmm. Mr. Trask. But Mr. Trask disappeared. And Maudsley told everyone that he saw Trask use voodoo to disappear. Ooh. Because he was from New Orleans. Orleans. Right. So, you that know. Madame LaRue, or what's her name? Madame LaRue? Is that her name? Madame LaRue? I think so. That sounded right. It sounds until. familiar, but what are we talking about? She was the voodoo queen. Um, Madame LaRue? I think. It sounds familiar. It sounds right. Um, so, so, uh, anyway, so, like, like, the police investigating everything, like, because, you know, he just, like, disappeared. But, um, eventually, like... Real quick, I'm sorry, guys. I think you can hear my boyfriend talking in the background about zombies. <laughs> um, yeah. We're gonna have to figure out how to stop that from happening. <laughs> At least it's on, you know... The super spooky one? Right, right. Zombies. And hiccups. Spookies. <laughs> Look, like, this scared me so bad just now. I hiccups. Ooh, zombies. Yeah. <laughs> Our sweet little roadie is just so good at his job that he picks up all the noises. <laughs> He's too good at his job. Um, so, so, Mr. Trask... Wait. So, Mr. Trask disappeared. Okay. Right. Voodoo. Okay. So, Trask was never seen again. Nobody ever saw him after that. Uh, Maudsley started acting crazy. And, like, he would talk to himself, and he was constantly looking over his shoulder a lot. And he just randomly moved to New Orleans and was never seen again. Okay. The same place where Mr. Trask Trask was was from. from. Right. So, uh, Stella, the little girl, she says she already knew that story. And, like, that's how she knew the names of the scarecrows. No. Yeah. And so they're like, okay. And um, so later, Jimmy, the little boy, he finds what he believes is a voodoo knife in um, in their barn. And he says it must have been Mr. Maudsley's voodoo, mar- voodoo knife. Mm-hmm. And he wants to tie it to the scarecrow's hand. <gasps> yeah. So he's like, well, it's Mr. Maudsley, so let's give it to him. So, they go out there to tie it to the Scarecrow's hand, but then, the little, um, they decide at the last second, hold on, instead of giving it to Mr. Maudsley, let's go give it to Mr. Trask. No. Yeah. So, they do. They tie it to Mr. Trask's hand. And at night, the kids look out the window, and they see Mr. Trask dancing. Like, he gets up, and he starts dancing. Mm-hmm. But he's moving toward Mr. Maudsley. <gasps> And they realize that he's going to kill him. So they realize that they made a mistake, so they rush out there to try to stop it. But they're too late. And and Mr. Trask cuts the head off of <gasps> Mr. Maudsley. And then suddenly, the scarecrows are back in their proper place. But Mr. Maudsley's head is on the ground. Okay. So, the next morning... The parents, you know, they get up. The parents read in the newspaper that a man was found in New Orleans decapitated in the street. No! The end. <laughs> oh my goodness! I know, right? No, that was an amazing Ooh, story. Voodoo. <laughs> now, because numbers are not my thing, how, how much earlier was the 
the real Mr. Trask? The real Mr. story? Yeah. He didn't say specifically. Okay. He just said, he, oh, years and years ago, there was a rumor of the story that happened. Okay. And it was wow. just a crazy story. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> that was kind of creepy. <laughs> now, it never explains how the kids knew that story and how they knew the names of the scarecrows, but the dad does, like, assume that, oh, you know, it's the story that the kids heard from neighborhood kids that knew people who knew, you no, know. I bet the scarecrows told them, like, in their sleep one night. Ooh, oh, that's creepy. That oh, that's creepy. super creepy. <laughs> let's, get with the, let's get with the neighborhood kids just talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard a Mr. Mosley lived in your place, and Mr. Trask, that's the scarecrow name. Yeah, no. Anyway. Ooh, that's creepy. I know. I'm really glad I don't live near any farms anymore. (laughs) Very creepy. Spooky creepy. (laughs) Not the scarecrows. See, I've never been afraid of scarecrows. Like, they've never freaked me out. But they just might now. But that story (laughs) might have changed that. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's creepy. (laughs) That is super creepy. Well, very well done. Very proud of you. Thank you. Okay, so for my last story, um, I'm going to be telling a story that I got from Spooky Campfire Stories um, by Amy... I'm sorry, I'm using my book to hold Rody. Uh, Hoitzma? Hoitzma. Hoitzma? Amy Kelly Hoitzma. Yeah. Maybe we should, like, Google their names so that we don't we, sound like such idiots. We probably should. We always we, have troubles with that. We have we, we have troubles with words. We can't words. Especially not last names. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't they be easy last names like Turner and Wood? <laughs> yes. Wood Turner! Oh, my gosh! <laughs> Our ship name! <laughs> Ship name. <laughs> what that name? is hilarious. I love it. <laughs> Maybe that should be like some really weird name that we call our listeners. Hey, the our wood turners. And they're like, you have nothing, like, you don't build things. What the fuck? Like, you would have to listen to understand. Right? You don't even go here. You don't even go here. So. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. Anyway, so this story is called Knock, 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 and it is also set in New Orleans. Nice. Nice. You got a theme going. A little bit of a theme besides just creepy, creepy. (laughs) And this is a story about an old man who had a daughter. He lived out, um, like I said, near New Orleans, and he had a daughter who was um, a very sweet girl. She was very young. But he was a miserly old man. Kind of reminded me of Scrooge. Okay. From A Christmas Tale. Yeah. All I could think of was DuckTales and, I mean, (laughs) same same type of person, same name. I was just thinking of the Muppets. (laughs) I like that version. (laughs) Um, Because we're classy and shit here. Right. (laughs) But uh, he just had his money and he would ignore his daughter and just sit and lock himself in his room every night and count his money, his gold coins. And one night, 
she came up to him and she's she's knocking on the door and of course they're in in New Orleans like I said so they speak some French and she's like papa papa uh ma that's you're not gonna get a whole lot of French out of me but I can do a little bit and uh he's like no go away and she's like papa but I am sick and he's he just yells back you're not sick you just want to see my money and she's like no papa I'm sick I'm very sick and he just he keeps yelling at her no go away you just want to get your hands on my money go away and she said papa please go send for the doctor I'm sick and he won't do it he's just won't do it stubborn and just wants to count his money well then she says like all of a sudden there's no more noise coming no more knocking no more anything oh no so he gets curious and he goes out and he opens the door and there is his daughter and she has passed away and him being the awful wretch of an old man that he is didn't even bury her in a, a mausoleum or in a vault like you have to do in New Orleans because it's all um, like swampy land mm-hmm. he just buried her in a pine box down by the cypress trees and his neighbors were all like what are you doing you can't do that like you're gonna regret that how is she, how is her spirit supposed to rest if she's given such a poor um burial and yeah. he's like i don't care i'm not spending any more money she can just stay there so her body lies there for about three weeks and in that time a storm starts brewing over Uh-oh. in the gulf shit dun 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 now, I don't know if all of you know much about hurricanes and South Louisiana and things like that, but um, you don't want there to be flooding, especially not when there's bodies in the ground. No. There is a reason New Orleans is known for their cemeteries to yeah. be these these gorgeous Soil mausoleums. Soil tends and, to get turned. Yeah, things Things start to float. Float, yeah, yeah. So just the storm comes, and if you've ever been in a hurricane, the wind is blowing things all around, and it's blowing tree limbs onto the side of the building, and the old man is just sitting in his rocking chair, counting his gold coins. Un, deux, trois, and he has no idea how bad the flooding has gotten. But all of a sudden, at the door, he hears knock, knock, knock. Oh, shit. And he stopped, and he was like, what's that? And he goes, no, 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 it's just the wind blowing on, it's just blowing something against the house, it's not a big deal. So he goes back to counting his coins. And then a few minutes later, he hears it again. Knock, knock, knock. And he's like, what is that? Nope, it's nothing. It's just things being blown around by the wind. And a few minutes, he goes back to counting his coin. A few minutes later, he hears what sounds like a whine. And he stops and he listens and he was like, no, mm-mm, that's just the dog wanting to be let in. He's fine outside. He goes back to counting those coins. Well, then a few minutes later, he hears it again. Knock, knock, knock. And he's like, man, this storm has me really jumpy. Like, there's nothing out there. It's just the storm, but I keep getting spooked. And then all of a sudden he hears, Papa, let me in. 
Papa, it's me. Papa, c'est moi. And he was like, what the? It can't be. She's dead. Then a few minutes later, he hears one more time, knock, knock, knock. And then a scream is heard. Well, then a few days later, after the hurricane has passed, and people have realized that they haven't seen the old man, they go to look. And they start off by the cypress trees where his daughter was buried. And they notice that the flooding has overturned all the soil. And they're like, oh, this isn't good. So they go up to the house. And they open the door. And they see the old man sitting in his rocking chair. Hair has gone completely white. His face looks like it was frozen mid-scream. And he is completely dead. And his daughter is laying in her coffin with his gold coins in her hands and a smile on her face. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) That one gave me the chills. (laughs) Yay! Whoa, that's creepy. (laughs) You like that one? I like that one. That's a good one. Good job. I like how... I don't know. Your scarecrow one was kind of creepy. I was going to say, I like how yours are like a little bit lighter so we don't end on a super creepy note. And we'll, we will have to sleep with the lights on tonight. Yeah. <laughs> we might need a... I am soft. I get scared easy. <laughs> Same. <laughs> the smoke detector goes off and I start... I jump and start... <laughs> I scared myself with the timer for making cookies earlier tonight. <laughs> the timer went off and I was like... Ah! What is that <laughs> We are too soft. Why yes, are we doing this? <laughs> I don't know. So, do you want to do one more? I or? have. I do have one more I'm going to tell. Okay. And then that'll be my last one. Okay. Now, this one is, the, to me, the scariest because it's about dolls. Oh, dolls are so creepy. And they are, like, my worst nightmare. Uh-huh. Okay. So, it's called By the Hair of the Head. By, oh no! By Joe R. Lansdale. Yeah, you can already kind of figure out what's gonna happen here. Okay, go <laughs> go ahead. That just none of that sounds good. No. <laughs> okay, so so there's this writer. Okay, and he's a roommate with this man named Howard. They never say the name of the writer, but his roommate's man is roommate's man. <laughs> <laughs> My roommate man, <laughs> as opposed to my. Roommate woman. <laughs> the roommate, his name is Howard. Okay. Okay, so it's the writer and Howard. Okay. So, Howard, oh, they both live in a lighthouse. It's Howard's light. I am, like, tripping here. That's cool. <laughs> so, it's Howard's lighthouse. Okay. And the man is rooming with him. Okay. Okay. So, Howard has one room in particular in the lighthouse that no one else is allowed into. Okay. okay. He keeps it locked. So, which the writer's fine with, you know, it's not his house. So, um, they were chatting one night, and, you know, having a few drinks, just chilling, and Howard just casually happens to mention that he was once a ventriloquist in a magician show. And so, he just starts telling stories about, you know, his time as a ventriloquist, and he talks about the magician's wife, who was a very beautiful witch named Marilyn. And they're just, like, casually talking about it and, um, you know, whatever. So then that night, the writer goes to sleep and he's kind of drunk, you know. 
mm-hmm. and he swears he hears noises and voices, and but he only catches a few words, and he hears Howard's voice that says, uh, then be a beast, have your own way, look away from me with your mother's eyes, and then he hears a child's voice says, your fault, and then Howard saying, getting too loud, he'll hear, and a child's voice saying, don't care, I, and then he loses the voice, can't hear anymore, and he thinks, oh, I'm just too drunk, and he just, like, falls asleep. So, the next morning, he, he, um, kind of asks him about it, like, oh, I thought I heard you, like, talking last night, but I must have just been, like, dreaming, and Howard says, oh, he was practicing ventriloquism with his dummy, it's this little right. girl doll named Caroline. Okay. And he was uh, just practicing last night. That's all that was. So um, a few nights later, um, they're talking and drinking again, and Marilyn comes back up in the conversation. And uh, so Marilyn had taken a lover and lost her husband over it. Mm-hmm. Um, her husband, the magician. The magician, yeah. Okay. And uh, she had... She got pregnant and had a little girl with the lever, but the lever ran off. Okay. So, uh, the little girl died at three years old due to sickness. Yeah. And Marilyn, uh, she died of grief. Right. But before she died, she had clipped a lock of the little girl's hair and enchanted it so that the girl's soul could live on in the form of a doll. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) I know, I know. No. <laughs> so. Although now I'm also envisioning, like, this doll with just one little bloop curly <laughs> One little curly cue on the top, <laughs> on the top of her head. <laughs> <laughs> so, Howard reveals that he was the father. And, um, so then that night, there's, uh, the writer hears more voices. And it's Howard saying, not the death of you, girl, my only reminder of Marilyn. And the little girl's voice saying, let me be, Papa, let it end. Um, and then, so the writer is, like, awake now, and right. he looks out the window, and he sees Howard go outside, and he buries a small thing. So later, uh, the writer's curious, so he goes out there, and he unburies the item, and finds it's a dummy, like a ventriloquist uh-huh. dummy of a little girl, uh-huh. and it looks like it's been weathered, and it's rotting, and it's, like, it's just been... It's old. Uh-huh. It's falling apart. So he reburies it uh-huh. and leaves it alone. The next night, uh, uh, the writer hears even more voices. Oh, wait. Page 15. It must have been too long for me to write. Let me, write, let me check real quick. Do, 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 do. I like how your notes are like, see's. <laughs> See page. See such. page 15. Look, I even like marked it, marked wow. it where it was. The paragraph. Okay. So, it's the man's voice saying, it's a fine home for you. And then the little girl saying, I want no home. I want to be free. And he says, you want to stay with me, with the living. You're just not thinking. There's only darkness beyond the veil. And um, the little girl says, it's where I belong. Um, And then he says, things have been bad lately and you're not yourself. And the little girl laughs horribly. (gasps) Okay. And says, I haven't been myself for years. Oh. And he says, now, Caroline, play your piano. You used to play it so well. Why, you haven't touched it in years. And she says, play. No, he says, play, play with these. 
And then he says, you're getting too loud. And she says, I don't care. I'll let him hear. Let him. And then that's the end of the voices. So, the next day, um, Howard doesn't act like he's really himself. And then he, you know, he's there at the top of the lighthouse. And he goes outside onto the balcony and he jumps. And he kills himself. Oh, no! Yeah. So, um... The writer gets, you know, he goes downstairs and he gets curious and he checks to see if his room that he keeps locked is unlocked. Mm -hmm. And it was. It was unlocked. So he goes in the, inside and there's, like, a workshop and, like, there's a, a burnt smell, mm -hmm. but he, in, like, an ashtray and, like, something is burning, but he can tell it's not cigarette. It's, like, mm -hmm. something odd. Mm -hmm. So then he goes further in and there's another room. And in that room, it's a child's room. And he finds on the bed, it's a teddy bear. And it's ripped open with the stuffing out coming out of it. And there's one strand of hair hanging out. So then he realizes the smell that was burning. He burnt the lock of hair. So then uh, uh, the right, he pulls out that last hair that uh -huh. was in the... In the Teddy bear? Teddy bear, uh -huh. and he, he lit it with a match and burned it just in case. Oh my goodness. So in a roundabout way, like, okay, so what had happened was, like, obviously he had put, like, the lock of hair on the ventriloquist doll. Right. At first, while the ventriloquist doll was rotting. It was falling apart. Right. So he put the hair in, in the, the teddy, teddy bear. bear instead. She didn't like that. And they fought and fought over it, and then he finally had to let her go, so he burnt the hair to release her soul, and oh then he was goodness. so broken up over it, he killed himself. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That got dark. Yeah. That one was really dark. That <laughs> got Okay. Dolls are freaking creepy as shit. Yeah, they and are. And that's why people who keep, like, locks of hair creep me the yes. fuck out. Like, no, that is not okay. No. No. There's a story about a doll, and it's a really scary story. Um, and I don't know all the details, so I'm not really going to go into it. But the doll's hair is human hair. And when I heard that, I was just like, yep. no, no. No, but, like, back no. in the day, that that was how they made dolls. Yeah. Like, that was how they remembered, like, like people that had passed on. They kept their... Hair and put it into a doll that had the likeness of that person. I know, it's so weird. It's like you're just creepy. Their soul in the, uh, and like totally voodoo worthy and yeah, yeah. I am not okay with that. Creepy. Yeah. So guys, was it creepy? Are you scared now? We're scared. I'm kind of scared. Holly, you have to stay Ooh. and stay the night with me. Um, we're gonna sleep with the lights on tonight, okay? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and no teddy bears. Or dolls. No dolls ever, <laughs> ever. Or scarecrows. Or scarecrows. Fuck scarecrows. Or anything else. Right. That's scary at all. No gold coins. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, scary. <laughs> <laughs> I guess since I work at a bank, I can't really be like no gold coins. <laughs> no, but that's what makes it scary for you. True. I go to work, open my door, and be like, ah, what's wrong? There was a coin. <laughs> <laughs> the coin. They haunt me. My boss would be like, are you drunk right now? 
do I need to send you home? Yes. The answer is always yes. 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 <laughs> I am hallucinating because of the lack of fever that I have. Ooh. Send me home. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, that's that's it. That was our super creepy episode. Happy Halloween, Happy guys. Happy Halloween. Happy spooky season. Yes. How about... Oh, so I don't have any book recommendations this time because, like I said, I've been in a reading slump. And I've had a really hard time even just reading these short stories for some reason. Um, but I did purchase a book. Actually, it's a, a set of books that I'm really excited eventually to get to read. Um, and they're supposed to be perfect for this um, creepy season. It's called, one is called Wicked Saints and the other one is Ruthless Gods. It's a duology. And I actually have no idea what they're about, but they are so freaking pretty next to each other that I had to have both of them right now. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel <Yeah>. that. <laughs> so, no, you don't. You give all your pretty books to me. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> she likes to see them on my shelf. Not yeah. hers. Yeah, that makes me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um,. Like I said, those are supposed to be really good. If you have read them, go ahead and shoot us a comment or a message. Let us know what you thought of them. Um, or if they're on your TBR pile, let us know. You can reach us at Booklet Podcast um, on Instagram and Facebook. You can email us at bookletpodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to shoot us your email if you want stickers. We have stickers available now. Um, am I forgetting anything? No. No? We're not? Okay. Well, I guess. Hopefully you all aren't listening to this late at night, and now you're creepy and can't go to sleep. Um, yeah. Now you're creepy. <laughs> now you're creepy. <laughs> now you're creeped out, I meant. Not creepy. Now you're creepy. I grant you creepiness. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. Sorry, now I'm getting weird. I'm tired. Yeah. Well, have a happy and safe Halloween. Yes. Um, wear your masks, all of the, the COVID ones and the creepy ones, and maybe you have creepy COVID masks. Um, be careful where you get your candy. Yeah. Even though most of Is that still a thing? Honestly, that was really never a thing. Oh, good. Like, it was, it was a thing because super vigilant crazy people made it a thing uh -huh. but what kind of adult is going to waste money giving drugs to kids or razor blades and candy oh wasn't that a thing oh i don't know i don't know it does sound crazy too but i don't know i was always like why would there be drugs in these who's gonna give away free drugs right <laughs> the children <laughs> Those do you want to know? Even appreciate. <laughs> do you want to know um, a little bit of how that story kind of got started? Yeah. So this is a bonus story, guys, and don't quote me at the on this because I'm doing this off the top of my head, and that's not always a good thing. But there was a man who went trick or treating with his son and nephews, I believe, and. He was trying to kill his son for the insurance money, and so he put, I want to say arsenic, 
or rat poison or something in pixie sticks, like the big ones. Oh, wow. And gave one to his son and gave one to his nephew and his nephew like had a little bit of it but not a lot so he didn't get a lot of the poison and it made him really sick and then his son hadn't eaten his yet and so when they took the nephew to the hospital they found the arsenic in it like in his system figured out it was in the pixie stick knew he got the pixie stick from his uncle and went and saved the boy holy shit yeah that's wild yep Whoa. Yep. People do some effed up stuff. Yeah, that's fucked, man. Reality is sometimes creepier than fantasy, guys. Yeah, true that. Yeah. People are wild out there. Mm-hmm. So be safe. Be careful. Use the buddy system. Yes. Don't go home with strange people. Don't go to second locations with strange people. Um, strange people, don't be douche canoes. And threaten or make other people feel uncomfortable. Hopefully, no strange people like that listen to our podcast. Yeah. If they do, I'm talking to you. Be good. Be good. Be nice. Be good. People are people. And everybody deserves to be treated with respect and with love. And don't be a jerk to people. Right. So that everyone can have a good time. Yes. And if you're the only one laughing, it's not a joke, bruh. Yeah, bro. Call him out. Yeah, I don't know anymore. I don't either. I'm running out of steam. Okay, well. Anyway, good night, guys. Good night. Happy reading. Happy reading. Bye. Bye.